it's Sai. Um, thank you again for listening. And yeah, I know this is like the fifth time we've restarted, but um, I think this time we are officially starting for real. Um, let's just hope there's nothing technical issues. There's no technical issues that's gonna happen. Anyways, um, before you listen to the podcast, um. This is a trigger warning. There are mentions of sexual assault and other issues and topics surrounding that. So if you do get triggered, do feel free to stop listening. Once again, thank you very much for listening. And hopefully, we shall continue with our usual schedule, which is we're going to upload an episode every Sunday or Monday, you know, roughly around 5pm UK time. So, yeah, thank you very much. Have a good day, y'all. And we're live. Okay. Um, hello again for the, like, 500th time. Yes, we are starting fresh again. Um, I'm Sai. I go by any pronouns. I'm the main host of this podcast. Um, I'm Kat. I also go by any pro- pronouns. Um, and I'm here. Um, I'm Moz, and I go by they, them pronouns. Okay, so today's topic is about, like, general idea. Well, like, what we think about like friendship and love you know like what defines it you know what's what's the difference you know yeah so yeah fun Sweet. um anyone want to say anything first um okay this is more of a question yeah but do you think that there is a like fine line or like a pretty thick line between what's a healthy relationship and an unhealthy relationship oh i feel oh that's that's quite hard i feel like it was with like for everyone it will probably say it's common sense that there would be a very thick line it's just that when you are pursuing the actual relationship that thick line can turn into a very thin line because you know some people can create like a false narrative of their lover or lovers and you know it gets quite hard there's also different types of relationships like different people like different ways with each other like yeah they could be swearing at each other every day but that may be their way of expressing love but that would make it a thin line between a very toxic relationship and just how they act it, it really depends, you know, other people's views. You know how we talk to each other sometimes, it might sound a bit vulgar. What, you mean like how we talk to each other? I mean, yeah, depending, it might sound a bit vulgar sometimes. Yeah, that is true. I mean, <laughs> last night I was playing on like the table football with um, oh, no. Maria, and then uh, <laughs> we ended up screaming like... <laughs> Oh fuck you, you silly little sod! Like really lovely, and it was yeah. like ten p.m. Oh god. So you know, for other people's perspective, that might be totally wrong. But you know, since you are together, but I feel like that's a different, different you know conversation in itself. But yeah, in general, there's really thick line between 
you know toxic and um, a healthy relationship yeah i totally agree i agree as well um also just want to point this out i hate the media's representation of friendship and love oh yeah like, it's quite like sugar-coated and so cheery and happy and it's sometimes like, oh, it isn't yeah. even well, have you seen perfume ads no perfume ads they are not it's very much like the um it's always a man and a woman pretty much oh, yeah, always and the woman always looks either really forced to do what she's doing or like just not interested whatsoever and she's just like an object in it and i really hate that uh, yeah that's true I I mean, of, oh yeah go first i kind of just hate the way they i saw this one one time and i'm like this is so weird because the woman in it was just standing smiling this totally unnatural smile as the the man just came you know and hugged her and i was like yeah i remember like about two years when i had media for lessons we were analyzing like perfume ads and you know just in general a lot of perfume ads probably have a woman that's probably naked you know um and i feel like because they kind of what i get from it is that they kind of objectify women because you know a lot of like perfume ads they like compare the woman's silhouette to the actual bottle of the perfume so then it's like kind of objectifying women and then it's like oh yeah you want this because it's like really good you know it's like banging body you know it's like oh i i don't know it's just oh i i i don't really like watching those ads it makes me yeah. really uncomfortable they are just plain weird it's like if you if you just take it without any of the context of it being a perfume ad it would probably get like really badly re- like it would have really bad reception yeah. No one would like it. It oh, would just oh. be really terrible. I but see. if you suddenly turn it into a perfume ad, yeah. it's all fine. And I don't like that. I mean, I saw one, which was literally this was like really weird to me and my child mind because it was just you know this man undressing and there were like peepholes in, in his whatever, right? And there were like a bunch of women outside, like trying to look through the peepholes, and the entire thing of the ad was them trying to get a look or whatever. You know, and I was like, do you really think this is what women act like? Yeah, I feel like this. Do you really think we would would like that? Are you serious? (laughs) This kind of thing goes both ways. Like, I'm not trying to, like, um, bring down, you know, women and stuff like that. I'm just trying to, like, uh, I like what I'm trying to say no, 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 is that yeah. like men, both men and women in these perfume ads, they are so exaggerated. And I feel like you know how in some like men's deodorant perfume ads, right? They're like insanely, unhumanly ripped, and it's like oh, this, this, oh. And I feel like because it's kind of to do with like the um, oh crap, forgot what it's called. I think it's called like it's it's something to do with like men men's vision and it's like oh male gaze yeah male gaze thank you and um how you know most people who direct these perfume ads and just movies in general all the movies like 
if it's a scene of a woman or if it's a scene of a man, it's usually always the male gaze. Because if you think about it, I I saw this example where like in um, Marvel, like Avengers, you know, the so like Thor is like supposed to be really attractive towards women because he's like massively ripped, you know, he's physically strong and stuff, right? But then like um. From a poll that this dude took, um, a lot of women actually preferred other people like um, just the other Avengers that are like probably not the quote fittest um, people, and um, it's kind of the the thing is it's like the male gaze when they they think that women really like you know buff men, but in fact that's just what. Men like in other men, like you know what the qualities they like in other men, yeah. and like they 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 don't even kind of realize that a lot of women kind of take more notice about like emotional values rather than like physical values, and that just kind of distorts the whole thing. And then it's like, oh, but you're supposed to find this attractive, but then it's like, no, you guys like men, you guys find. Insanely, unhumanly ripped people, like you like their qualities, but we women, like as consumers, we kind of prefer like another kind of thing. But I mean, I'm not saying this for every woman on the planet. It's just kind of generally. Yeah. Mm. You go. Wait. Or should I go? I was just agreeing. I was just agreeing. Uh, um, no, because I've, I've seen a lot of women bring this issue up. It's all about the male gaze, and yeah. they don't actually know what the female gaze is, which is yeah. quite interesting, because uh, I saw another comparison, where it was like the My Hero comparison. I don't know half the characters, but there was this like, uh, it's like a really round one, uh, something with gum. Fat gum. Anyways, character's called Fat Gum, quite round. But then by the end, because his ability can consumes fat or whatever, he's like buff. But women liked him before that, you know? They they liked his personality before that, and quite a few right. as well. So they could accept both, you know, forms of him, and they were fine with it. Whereas um, the men couldn't accept a tubbier version of another character, which totally makes sense because she would use her power in the same way or whatever. But they were like, no, that would be bad, we don't want that. And that was just rather interesting to see. Yeah, I feel like, especially in the movie industry, it's heavily male-dominated. Especially when it comes to like award ceremonies and stuff like that. Usually, from what like I don't really watch the Oscars often and stuff like that. But usually, it's always the female like char- uh, female actresses. They're always like in like supporting role. You know, they're always nominated for supporting role, and rarely or occasionally they're nominated for like main main role and stuff like that. And I feel like it's it's really hard because since every like basically everything is mostly male dominated it's hard to like bring forth like the is it woman's gaze like female gaze yeah and yeah but like hopefully hopefully in the future we'll be able to have more you know diversity and not just stick with the usual male gaze i mean i feel like people don't realize how 
big of a thing this is because I I can't be the only one when I was younger that looked at you know things and and I was like well there's a very pretty lady here that I guess men like but where like where's the one in a way like I never really found the man in the series that was supposed to be attractive attractive right personally like I, I just didn't see the appeal because when you like water it down it's kind of like this bland person who's honestly kind of toxic just you know getting with the main character because he's quote-unquote attractive which i don't even find him i don't know i've always just never liked the male lead in these things yeah um also yeah um i really don't like that like this is leading on to many different views which also leads on to um the stereotype that there's always a man in a relationship and i don't like that um because it's just it's making something that isn't true and you're giving it to like young kids who then when they're older they're just gonna think oh yeah there's always gonna be a man in a relationship when there doesn't have to be and yeah there usually isn't also just generally um because literally we have the new generation that started from like i think it was 2011 uh, generation alpha they're basically going from the womb onto an ipad um i'm not saying that's a bad thing but if they're seeing all of this stuff at such a young age like these people the oldest of their generation are eight years old if they're seeing and able to access all of this stuff because unlimited internet access is a thing um then what's this gonna do to them when they're older yeah will they just turn into a repeat of what we have been trying to eradicate i mean well, I'd say oh. that oh. on the internet, right? Cat, you okay? Uh, wait, why? Sorry. Okay, um... I'm so just thinking I, of the terrible possibility. Oh, yeah. No, it is a bit terrifying. Cause I've, but the thing is, right? Because when, when we have been growing up... I don't know about you guys, but I definitely had unlimited internet access. And, like, there, there always will be both sides. And I feel like if, you know educate the, the the upcoming generations well enough then like they they can still see these like images oh, and yeah. things but they know better you know and hopefully. like hopefully. it's like yeah hopefully generally because you know i feel like right now you know we're, we're teens we don't have that much like power in the real world but i mean you know it's gonna sound really fucking cliche but like you know little things can lead to big things and yeah i feel like there's there's always like a shred of hope you know somewhere that hopefully the world will be better or unless we're all dead by climate change by then still i thing is i just you know that you know the idiom uh history always repeats itself oh yeah i feel like that's gonna happen just yeah, based is. on all of the different stereotypes that we've been trying to get rid of or claiming to try and get rid of and then it's just you take it out of context and put it in another and suddenly it's okay yeah, um, no, I, yeah go on 
Yeah, and the mm. fact that we're like trying, quote unquote, trying to make it changed our view, make our, cha- our view changed, but we're still letting literal two-year-olds watch this type of stuff on TV. That will make it go into their subconscious brain, and they would start to think that that's okay. Yeah, just. I think this is the most I've ever cared about another generation. <laughs> yeah, that is true. It'd be nice if we had more power in that sense. Like, we could give our insight on what we think about media. Because now you just don't expect to have, you know, a normal relationship, like an LGBTQ relationship. So, but it's normal. It always has to be something, you know, it can't just be a nice love story. And that, to me, is, you know... It's like, why can't, you know, we have some representation that's, you know, not completely messed up? Because every time it is, it's usually in a weird context or kind of, you know, messed up and depressing. It can't just be a normal love story in that. And it just, it's like, why? Yeah, and on that sad note, we're gonna have to pause. And we are back. Um, so, yeah, so we were just talking about um, media's representation and the future generation taking, you know, this kind of thing in. And, yeah, how we're basically kind of fucked. Yay. Yeah. Um, also, I was thinking about it. And when Gen Z gets... Um, so-called the, the power or the recognition or the, the chance to actually change things we want to change then won't like all of the older generation, well not all of them but like all the people who are going like oh you're just Gen Z, you don't worry you'll get round to it when you're our age won't they just be like go on, change stuff now, do it change it and we won't be able to yeah, no, I feel like the thing is, with our generation, as of right now, like, you know, the most of us are teens, I feel like we've kind of, like, we're trying to, most of us are trying to, like, erase, not erase, but, like, change, like, a negative kind of stereotype or negative kind of idea, but at the same time, we're building even worse ideas as well, because, like, personally, what I feel like is, especially on TikTok and social media, we take we do take one one thing too far to the left or too far to the right because you know like a few years ago like no one or like very little people you know would be like um talking about the lgbtq plus community and talk about pronouns and you know openly like that and now everyone's kind of like oh okay so like what what pronouns are you you know you have to know your sexuality etc like i know this isn't like everybody but i feel like i just get this kind of impression because i have this friend who you know is still like really confused about their pronouns you know they they're trying to figure out you know their sexuality and stuff like that and then everyone's been hounding at them 
for like on Instagrams, like, oh, you haven't put your pronouns in your bio, can you like put it in, you know? And it's like, oh, but I don't really know by pronouns, so I don't really feel comfortable putting it in. But and then they're like, oh, but you kind of have to put it, otherwise you're like quote unquote homophobic. It's like what that th- th- there's kind of no correlation. It's just that like some people aren't comfortable with putting these things online, especially on social media. And I feel like. Our generation, some of us need to kind of understand that, and not come to any weird conclusions. You know that just because one person doesn't put their pronouns in their bio doesn't mean they're like fucking homophobic. You know, it's just that it's it's really hard to explain because like yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's one way or the other. There's like really hard to get a middle line because there's always going to be people on like extreme sides of the spectrum. Yeah, it's like anything to the extreme is bad. You yeah, know? like well, I mean, well, that that's that's controversial in itself. It's controversial in itself, but I feel like when it goes to the extreme and like actually the extreme, it gets really overbearing. With yeah, things. and like, I feel like sorry, just no, you go. Okay, so um, I I feel like. Back to what Mars said, I feel like when we, you know, Gen Z actually do, you know, maybe graduate university or when we're like young adults and stuff like that, when we actually go into the real world with our own kind of power, I feel like we over time. UK cat. Why? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I thought you dropped something. Anyways, um, over time we'd probably have built like such a high platform, high standard for us. You know, because we're all like, yeah. So we're gonna do this, and we're gonna do that. We're gonna change this, you know. And it's like, so you you've put the bar so high that there's always going to be that possibility that other generations will expect us to live up to those standards because we set it. And let's say that there is the possibility that we can't or we didn't, you know, then it's gonna be like, oh, it's gonna, it's like, oh, this, you know, they kind of. Made really unrealistic standards, and it's like, you know, kind of. No, I, I don't want to say like painting a negative image. It's just that we put such high standards. Like sometimes it's unrealistic, or like it, it's really hard. You know, it's like um, you know, we we haven't actually we've discussed about. What we want to change, but we haven't really discussed how we're gonna do it. Yeah, exactly. Like we're like, oh yeah, we want to do this, this, and this, but we haven't actually sat down with ourselves and say, how are we, how are we gonna, gonna do, do it? How are we gonna get to young minds and you know give them better perspective and get to media and change it so it's more accurate and even change some history books so they give credit to the right people. Yeah, and, you know, right everything you need to know about the actual person and all the horrible things they've done as well yeah i feel like no yeah no i totally agree with you i feel like especially in history because you know back then we didn't have such like accurate ways of writing down things and then we had colonization and then we had whitewashing we have all these things so it's really hard to like especially when you're teaching history towards like a group of you know, probably teens. I feel like they're the hardest group to like, kind of properly teach. I well, like. I'm trying to say like, you have to be sensitive and knowledgeable and like explain to them 
like the upsides and downsides of like maybe like the thing you're reading there has like to the side around with this like you can't completely forget about the person because that would be ignoring what they did yeah and you know their history and their background but yeah but at the same time you can acknowledge just... it and yeah. then know everything they've done bad so don't you know completely idolize them you know but you know say well they did make this but they did all these horrible things so i'm not gonna really support them yeah exactly um the thing about that though is basically especially with history history was written by the winners we don't have very much account of what the losers said how they felt or what the actual person was like or like because of whatever country is being uh taught in what their culture is that will also change their views on it therefore no one can actually have an unbiased view or fully tell when someone else is not um being 100 percent truthful about their past like for instance um am i allowed to say that from the uk i am uh i guess i am now um yeah we just don't say like exactly where you know and stuff yeah um but because we're from the uk winston churchill if you don't know his name what are you doing you live underneath a rock um but he wasn't very good in my opinion at least he was quite racist and he i think he was misogynistic quite a bit um but we still idolize him we still know at least or we'll have to read at least one of his books at some point in our life through the school education system we've done at least one assembly on him possibly even more but he wasn't that great of a person and we're never really taught the bad sides of him yeah i'm just taught oh he helped us win a war which sure that's pretty good but if you're also racist then that doesn't really equate to stuff and it can make minorities feel not safe anymore because if the rest of the culture and everyone else around them is just idolizing someone who doesn't who isn't very nice then it can make them feel unsafe so that's a problem yeah and i feel like when you know people are writing history I feel like a lot of things are whitewashed, that's for sure. And it's like, um, oh, I don't know how to explain this. It's like, so let's talk about um, when, like, you know, Japan, like, um, kind of basically captured, well, I think kidnapped, yeah, kidnapped a bunch of, like, people from um korea philippines i think and you know all other asian countries to become basically um uh sex workers uh but they weren't paid they're were, like basically getting kidnapped to get raped okay um and it's like because in japan right you don't really learn about this like you don't even learn about what happened to those women at all and it's like everywhere else around the world the the facts are there it's just that you don't learn about it and like you know because to me what i think um as japanese um is that japan's really like conservative and we um we don't really like to change things much because you know we we aren't the best when it comes to equal rights for men and women 
um, and it's like because of this, you know, really forceful and like oppressive kind of culture, it's kind of bled in into like how we write and tell history and how we show things. And like when people actually want to talk talk about this, a lot of people would jump at them. And it's like, oh, but then you know, there that that isn't true. We weren't taught about this. It's just that like a lot of people aren't bothered to educate themselves or understand um, what people are trying to say. And like just yeah, because there's always going to be both sides of the story. And also a final point, it's it's not minorities. Jobs to educate you about topics that they might be uncomfortable with. You know, it's like Google's free. Educate yourself, because it's not our job as minorities to educate you on, you know, our history, our culture. And if you have that much free time on your hands, just you know, go to Google and search up a few things yourself. One extra bit. Um, I'm also a minority, by the way. Um, but. I mean, I don't mind if you have to come up to us and like clarify things, because sure, not everything on Google is actually trusted. But yeah, do your own research and only really don't uh, don't ask me to explain it all to you, because I probably don't know all of it either. Um, but I I know a bit, but only come to me if you want to clarify stuff. Yeah, so, like, that's a good baseline. What I found personally is that uh, there are a ton of pages um, of people explaining stuff to you and they explain it very well, very thoroughly, and it's very helpful and it's not that difficult to follow them. I'm quite young, I've followed them, I'm trying to learn about this stuff. You know, it's, it's not as difficult as people make it out to be, and as long as you're polite with your questions, most of them will be fine with explaining it to you, especially since their page is centered around educating other people. Yeah. Mm. I feel like creators who do that, especially on TikTok, I feel like they they really do take the time to educate yeah. people. And, you know, the they want to, so that's fine. Yeah. But I feel like it's a bit weird if you just go up to a random person on the street that looks like they're a minority. Uh, it's yeah. like, hey, do you know about XYZ? Can you teach me about this? It's like, I, I, I don't know you. I, I'm not comfortable with that, you know? Totally, but there are pages that center around this and, you know, give a lot of information and insight and it is very helpful. Yeah. And generally, you should, if you're struggling, you should try go on those. Maybe ask a question if they have, you know, that little question thing where you can ask questions. Yeah. That that thing, and you know, and ask if you're struggling with anything. If the if you can't find it on Google. Um, yeah. But yeah. And I feel like going back to our actual topic of relationships. Um, I feel like in families, I mean. I feel like it should be more open for discussion, especially when you're like an adult or like a parent talking to their children. Because like if your children wants to know about like the family's history and you know the cultures and stuff like that, I feel like you should definitely talk to them, you know, because personally from what I'm speaking, like from my experiences, my parents don't really talk to me about cultures. And I feel like because of that, I kind of feel like I have to, you know, research everything and it's like making my own judgment i feel like that that is fine it's just that you know you're kind of missing out on the family connection family bonding time 
And then it gets really heated when you have like other views to your parents, and then you end up in a massive fight. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong; having different opinions is like fine, and that's probably really good. Um, it's just that like when when both parties are like other parties are just all too ignorant to hear the other people, it gets really messy, you know, because everyone's awkward. just shouting on each other. It's so. Awkward. Yeah, especially when you talk about politics and political party, and when they take it too far. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, ah, oh, this is what I'm gonna say before. Um, I feel like this applies to a lot of places. Instead of acknowledging something, and um, you know, people rather hide it. You know. Same yeah. with countries. Instead of acknowledging their history and the bad sides of people they idolize, they, they rather it. just hide it. And this applies to a lot of places. Same with people with other things. It mm-hmm. it applies to a lot of places, basically. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like that's one of the main things with that. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. And on that note, we are gonna have another pause. And we are back. Um, so, yeah, so we were just talking about um, media's representation and the future generation taking, you know, this kind of thing in. And, yeah, how we're basically kind of fucked. Yay. Yeah. Um, also, I was thinking about it. And when Gen Z gets... Um, so-called the, the power or the recognition or the, the chance to actually change things we want to change then won't like all of the older generation, well not all of them but like all the people who are going like oh you're just Gen Z, you don't worry you'll get round to it when you're our age won't they just be like go on, change stuff now, do it change it and we won't be able to yeah, no, I feel like the thing is, with our generation, as of right now, like, you know, the most of us are teens, I feel like we've kind of, like, we're trying to, most of us are trying to, like, erase, not erase, but, like, change, like, a negative kind of stereotype or negative kind of idea, but at the same time, we're building even worse ideas as well, because, like, personally, what I feel like is, especially on TikTok and social media, we take, we do take one one thing too far to the left or too far to the right because you know like a few years ago like no one or like very little people you know would be like um talking about the lgbtq plus community and talk about pronouns and you know openly like that and now everyone's kind of like oh okay so like what what pronouns are you you know you have to know your sexuality etc like i know this isn't like everybody but i feel like i just get this kind of impression because i have this friend who you know is still like really confused about their pronouns you know they they're trying to figure out you know their sexuality and stuff like that and then everyone's been hounding at them for like on instagram it's like oh you haven't put your pronouns in your bio can you like put it in you know and it's like oh but i don't really know by pronouns so i don't really feel comfortable putting it in but and then they're like oh but you kind of have to put it otherwise you're like quote-unquote homophobic it's like what that th- th- there's kind of no correlation it's just that like some people 
aren't comfortable with putting these things online, especially on social media. And I feel like our generation, some of us need to kind of understand that and not come to any weird conclusions. You know, that just because one person doesn't put their pronouns in their bio doesn't mean they're like fucking homophobic. You know, it's just that it's it's really hard to explain because like. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's, it's one way or the other. There's like really hard to get a middle line because there's always going to be people on like extreme sides of the spectrum. Yeah, it's like anything to the extreme is bad. You yeah, know? like well, I mean, well that that's that's controversial in itself. It's controversial in itself, but I feel like when it goes to the extreme and like actually the extreme. It gets really overbearing. With yeah, things. and yeah. I feel like, sorry, just no, you go. Okay, so um, I I feel like back to what Mars said. I feel like when we, you know, Gen Z actually do, you know, maybe graduate university or when we're like young adults and stuff like that, when we actually go into the real world with our own kind of power, I feel like we over time UK cat. Why? Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought you dropped something. Anyways, um, over time, we'd probably have built like such a high platform, high standard for us, you know, because we're all like, yeah, so we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that. We're gonna change this, you know. And it's like, so you you've put the bar so high that there's always going to be that possibility that other generations will expect us to live up to those standards because we set it. And let's say that there is the possibility that we can't or we didn't, you know, then it's gonna be like, oh, it's gonna, it's like, oh, this, you know, they kind of made really unrealistic standards, and it's like, you know, kind of. No, I, I don't want to say like painting a negative image. It's just that we put such high standards, like sometimes it's unrealistic or like. It's really hard, you know. It's like, um, you know, we we haven't actually we've discussed about what we want to change, but we haven't really discussed how we're gonna do it. Yeah, exactly. Like we're like, oh yeah, we want to do this, this, and this, but we haven't actually sat down with ourselves and say, how are we, how are we gonna, gonna do, do it? How are we gonna get to young minds and you know give them better perspective and get to media? And change it so it's more accurate, and even change some history books so they give credit to the right people. Yeah, and, you know, write everything you need to know about the actual person and all the horrible things they've done as well. Yeah, I feel like no. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I feel like especially in history, because you know, back then we didn't have such like accurate ways of writing down things, and then we had colonization, and then we had whitewashing. We have all these things, so it's really hard to like, especially when you're teaching history towards like a group of, you know, probably teens. I feel like they're the hardest group to like, kind of properly teach. I like, I'm trying to say like, you have to be. Sensitive and knowledgeable, and like explain to them, like yeah. the upsides and downsides of like maybe like the thing you're reading, there has like to the sides around with this. Like you can't completely forget about the person because that would be ignoring what they did. Yeah, and you know their history and their background. But yeah, but at the same time, you can't just acknowledge it and yeah. then 
know everything they've done bad so don't you know completely idolize them you know but you know say well they did make this but they did all these horrible things so i'm not gonna really support them yeah exactly um the thing about that though is basically especially with history history was written by the winners we don't have very much account of what the losers said how they felt or what the actual person was like yeah or like because of whatever country is being uh taught in what their culture is that will also change their views on it therefore no one can actually have an unbiased view or fully tell when someone else is not um being 100 percent truthful about their past like for instance um am i allowed to say that from the uk I am. Uh, I sh- guess I am now. Um, yeah, I mean, just don't say like exactly where you know you know, live and stuff. Yeah. Um, but because we're from the UK, Winston Churchill. If you don't know his name, what are you doing? You live underneath a rock. Um, but he wasn't very good, in my opinion, at least. He was quite racist, and he, I think, he was misogynistic quite a bit. Um. But we still idolize him. We still know at least, or we'll have to read at least one of his books at some point in our life through the school education system. We've done at least one assembly on him, possibly even more, but he wasn't that great of a person and we're never really taught the bad sides of him. I'm just taught, oh, he helped us win a war, which sure, that's pretty good, but if you're also racist then that doesn't really equate to stuff and it can make minorities feel not safe anymore because if the rest of the culture and everyone else around them is just idolizing someone who doesn't who isn't very nice then it can make them feel unsafe so that's a problem yeah and i feel like when you know people are writing history I feel like a lot of things are whitewashed, that's for sure. And it's like, um, oh, I don't know how to explain this. It's like, so let's talk about um, when, like, you know, Japan, like, um, kind of basically captured, well, I think kidnapped, yeah, kidnapped a bunch of, like, people from um korea philippines i think and you know all other asian countries to become basically um uh sex workers uh but they weren't paid they were like basically getting kidnapped to get raped okay um and it's like because in japan right you don't really learn about this like you don't even learn about what happened to those women at all and it's like everywhere else around the world the the facts are there it's just that you don't learn about it and like you know because to me what i think um as japanese um is that japan's really like conservative and we um we don't really like to change things much because you know we we aren't the best when it comes to equal rights for men and women um and it's like because of this you know really forceful and like oppressive kind of culture it's kind of bled in into like how we write and tell history and how we show things and like when people actually want to talk talk about this a lot of people would jump at them and it's like oh but then you know 
there that that isn't true we weren't taught about this it's just that like a lot of people aren't bothered to educate themselves or understand um what people are trying to say and like just yeah because there's always going to be both sides of the story and also a final point it's it's not minorities jobs to educate you about topics that they might be uncomfortable with you know it's like google's free educate yourself because it's not our job as minorities to educate you on you know our history our culture and if you have that much free time on your hands just you know go to google and search up a few things yourself one extra bit um i'm also a minority by the way um but i mean i don't mind if you have to come up to us and like clarify things because sure not everything on google is actually trusted but yeah do your own research and only really don't uh, don't ask me to explain it all to you because i probably don't know all of it either um but i i know a bit but only come to me if you want to clarify stuff yeah well, like I, that's a good baseline what i found personally is that uh, there are a ton of pages um of people explaining stuff to you and they explain it very well very thoroughly and it's very helpful and it's not that difficult to follow them i'm quite young i've followed them i'm trying to learn about this stuff you know it's it's not as difficult as people make it out to be and as long as you're polite with your questions most of them will be fine with explaining it to you especially since their page is centered around educating other people yeah mm. i feel like creators who do that especially on tiktok i feel like they they really do take the time to educate yeah. people and you know the they want to so that's fine yeah but i feel like it's a bit weird if you just go up to a random person on the street that looks like they're a minority uh, and it's yeah. like hey do you know about xyz can you teach me about this and it's like I, I i don't know you i i'm not comfortable with that you know totally but there are pages that center around this and you know give a lot of information and insight and it is very helpful yeah and generally you should if you're struggling you should try go on those maybe ask a question if they have you know that little question thing where you can ask questions yeah that that thing and you know and ask if you're struggling with anything if the if you can't find it on google um, yeah. But, yeah and i feel like going back to our actual topic of relationships um i feel like in families i mean I feel like it should be more open for discussion especially when you're like an adult or like a parent talking to their children because like if your children wants to know about like the family's history and you know the cultures and stuff like that I feel like you should definitely talk to them you know because personally from what I'm speaking like from my experiences my parents don't really talk to me about cultures and I feel like because of that I kind of feel like I have to you know research everything and it's like making my own judgment i feel like that that is fine it's just that you know you're kind of missing out on the family connection family bonding time and then it gets really heated when you have like other views to your parents and then you end up in a massive fight <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong having different opinions is like fine and that's probably really good um it's just that like when when both parties are like other parties are just all too ignorant to hear the other people it gets really messy you know because everyone's just shouting on each other it's so 
awkward. Yeah, especially when you're talking about politics and political party. And when they take it too far. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, ah, oh, this is what I was going to say before. Um, I feel like this applies to a lot of places. Instead of acknowledging something and, um, you know, people rather hide it, you know? Same yeah. with countries, instead of acknowledging their history and the bad sides of people they idolize, they, they rather it. just hide it. And this applies to a lot of places, same with people with other things. It's, mm-hmm. It applies to a lot of places, basically. Yeah. And, yeah, I feel like that's one of the main things with that. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. And on that note, we are going to have another pause. Mm-hmm.